You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am excited because I have Tim Fitzpatrick on the line. Now, Tim is here to talk to us a little bit about some marketing basics because we both feel like that's one step that entrepreneurs do miss or if they do kind of do it, they don't do it all the way right. So thank you so much, Tim, for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Tiff. I'm excited to be here. Yes, thank you. So let's hop right in. So let's talk about target market first. So when we're thinking about our target market, so these are the people that we're trying to market to. Um, what are the questions or what are some things we should ask ourselves about that business, our business? Yeah, so the, a lot of people struggle to really hone in on their target market, which is super important because everything from a marketing standpoint starts with your target market and your ideal clients within that market. Not everybody is an ideal client. And a lot of us make, I have made that mistake where you work with clients and gosh, at the end of the project, you're just like, oh my God, that was, that was not it. Um, So the easiest place for most people to start honing in on who their ideal clients are is with their existing and past customer base. Like we don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Look back at what's already worked for you. So I recommend you ask yourself three questions. I call them the three power questions. Um, One is who do you love working with? Like, why are you going to want to, why do you want to work with somebody (laughs) that makes you want to bang your head against a wall every day? Right? So look at your clients that you absolutely loved working with. Second Who are your most profitable clients? It's okay to make money. If you're going to stay in business, you have to be profitable. And if you're going to serve clients at the highest level, you have to be profitable. And then the third one is who do we get our best results for? If you work with people day in, day out that you're getting great results for, what's going to happen? They're going to want to keep working with you. They're going to want to do more business with you. And they're going to want to refer you. So these three questions is the easiest place to start. And when you ask yourself these three questions, you end up with a subgroup of current or past customers that you answer positively to all three of these questions. So they check every single one of those boxes. It is that subgroup that you start to dig deeper and look at the demographics and the psychographics. The psychographics are you know, how they're feeling, their thoughts, their aspirations, their goals. And when you dig deeper into the demographics and psychographics, what typically ends up happening is there are even smaller groups that share commonalities that come to the surface. Those tend to be your ideal clients. And you should not have more than one to three ideal client types. Mm-hmm. Okay. Easiest place to start. Awesome. Awesome. And actually, that's a good exercise that I'm thinking I need to do myself for my business, because that is very practical and something that I can go back, for instance, with my financial counseling and say, okay, these clients were really good. You know, they stayed a while. They um, actually made some progress. You know, these didn't do too good. You know, maybe they didn't stay on track or wasn't going to their meetings or what have you. And so I can kind of sort people out like that and then dig into those people that actually checked all the boxes. So I love that idea. Now, let's say, for instance, we have our target market down. What's the next thing that we need to think about? The next fundamental is our marketing message. 
which is how we communicate our value, you know, our, how we differentiate ourselves within the market. And you can't create a message that's going to engage the people you intend to attract until you first know who the hell those people are, right? Um, I mean, it seems it's simple, but so many of us skip it because we're just battling information overload when it comes to marketing. So once we understand who our ideal clients are, then we can start to look at our marketing message. There are two big mistakes people make with their marketing message. One is they make it hard for people to understand what they do. Okay, we try to get cute and clever rather than just keeping it simple. And when we confuse people, they're they're gone. Confused people do not buy, right? So if people land on the top of your website and they can't understand really quickly you know, what you do, how they're going to benefit and what they need to do to, to take the next step, they're moving on. Like we are so impatient at this point because we're so used to having answers at our fingertips really quickly. So if somebody goes to your website and they don't get it, they're not going to take the time to figure it out. They're going to move on somewhere else. So that's the first mistake. We need to keep things simple and clear with our marketing message. The second big mistake people make is they, they don't focus on how they can help people survive and thrive, right? We all make decisions based on avoiding pain and gaining pleasure. And too many of us focus our marketing message on ourselves. Hey, we're, we're, we're so great because of X, Y, and Z. Our, our customers, our clients don't care. They care about what's in it for them. How can we help them solve the problem they have or meet the need that they need addressed to help them get from where they currently are to where they want to be? So our marketing message needs to focus more on our clients, problems they have, and the results that they're looking for that we can help them get and not ourselves. So those are two big mistakes people make with their message, with their marketing message. If you can avoid those, you are head and shoulders above everybody else. Yes, I definitely agree because I know with the first one, I have struggled with that because I do a lot. And so, you know, I've even had people say, Tiffany, what do you do? <laughs> like, how many different things do you have your hand in? And so I have just recently started like making sure that my intention is clear with the different parts of my business and the two different parts it's not the same audience either. And so now I'm starting to keep those separated. Uh, so that way I can target who I want to target. Well, and here's another quick tip. Mm -hmm. If you really want to get great messaging, it needs to be in your ideal clients, words, their language, not your own, right? Because when you speak in their language, that's what's going to resonate with them. The easiest way to do that is to go back and interview your ideal clients. Interview your ideal clients. Doesn't this does, These are not difficult conversations. 10, 20 minute conversation and just find out, you know, hey, why did, wh what problem did they have when they started looking for somebody like you? Why did they choose to work with you? Um, what results and benefits are they now experiencing, right? Just dig a little bit deeper to understand them and their thought process, you will get 
tons of amazing information from that. Oh, that's good. Now I'm over here like, oh, I need to have like these quick interviews with all my clients. Quick um, interviews. That's yeah, it. just to see because I, I used to do a three month survey, um, which I haven't done in a while, but I feel like surveys don't quite do it justice. Um, I think what you said, doing the interviews like person to person, one on one, I think that would be more impactful. So, okay, we have our target market. We have. Um, uh, our marketing message. So what's the next step in getting our marketing fundamentals together? The next thing is we need to have a plan of how we're going to get that message in front of those people. And uh, there's so many people that just go about marketing haphazardly. You know, we're throwing spaghetti up against a wall, hoping it's, it's going to stick. And that's just no way to get consistent, repeatable results. It makes it really difficult to understand why something worked, if it actually does work, we've got to have a plan and realize that there is no perfect plan. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh gosh, I don't know if this is the right plan. You got to just put the plan in place, take action, and you'll learn from that. As you learn, you can make course correction and adjustments. So here's what I recommend with the marketing plan, 90 day plan, forget a year long plan, Okay, our businesses are evolving quickly. The market is evolving quickly. Year-long marketing plans tend to be far too complicated and complex, which is the enemy of results. And nobody who puts together a year-long marketing plan is implementing that same exact plan at the end of the year. It changes. So if it's going to change, why the hell, why, why take the time to do a year? 90 days is long enough to start seeing traction but it's short enough where you can start to make course corrections and you just wash, rinse, repeat every 90 days. So here is a very tactical 90-day marketing plan. This is a single page, two pages if you're long-winded, okay? It's not long. Six steps. First, who's your target market, right? I want a paragraph at least of who your one to three ideal clients are. The reason this is in the plan is we just want to keep a top of mind of if who we intend to work with, who we need to get in front of. The second thing is what's your goal? What's my goal for the next 90 days? Specific, measurable, it's going to be time bound. Okay, but do I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days? Okay, we want to have an idea of where we're headed. The thing that's important with a goal like this is the way it was described to me is this is an outcome-based goal. The thing with an outcome-based goal is there are things beyond our control that may get in the way of us actually hitting this goal, right? So we, we need to, I think it's important to know where you're, you're headed, but I think it's also important to not get so attached to that, that if you do everything you can and you don't hit it, that you don't get demoralized, right? And the wheels come off. So just keep that in the back of your mind. It's important to have a goal, but I tend to focus more on the actions that I can take, that I can control than the larger goal itself. So third step, budget and resources. This gives us an idea of what we have to work with so that you don't bite off too much or you don't bite off too little with your plan. So do I have $500 a month? Do I have $50,000 a month? Do I have, is it just me? And I've got like four hours a week to, to spend on my marketing? Or do I have a team of people that are working 
for me. With resources, we need to look at time, but we also need to look at capability. Tiff, if you're on my team and I tell you, hey, I want you to manage my LinkedIn account, and you're like, what's LinkedIn? That's probably not going to be a good fit, right? I need to level up your skills or I need to find somebody else to fill that role. Fourth step is what's our current plan? And I know some people may not have a plan. That's okay. What we're doing here is getting a baseline. We need to know where we're starting from. Your GPS can't tell you how to get to the airport until you tell it where you're starting from. Same thing with the plan. You can't create a plan to get where you want to go until you know where you're starting from. So in this fourth step, I just want you to outline and write down what you've done from a marketing perspective and what you continue to do on a regular basis so that you get a baseline. The fifth step is what am I going to focus on in the next 90 days? This is where you outline your priorities. When you know what your priorities are, you have clarity. It eliminates distraction, right? So you can start to get results. A lot of people at this step go, well, where, where do I start? Easiest place to start. If you don't have target market and you're messaging down, you got to start there. Otherwise, you're going to waste time and money. Second, your website. Super important because everything you do from a marketing standpoint, whether you're 100% referral business or you're generating leads from five different channels, every activity you take from a marketing standpoint drives people back to your website. If the message sucks, it doesn't have good calls to action, it looks like it was built in 1999, you know, you're not, it, it, that is going to negatively impact your results. The third lowest hanging piece of fruit is what's already working. Too many people are like, oh, I need to be on TikTok or I need to have a YouTube channel or I need to have a podcast, but something's already working for you. I think it's a waste of time to jump into a new marketing channel until you've optimized what's already working. Fill the gaps that you have in that process. Do more of what's working in that process and optimize that fully. That's where you're going to get the quickest results. Then you can start to move into other channels. Last step, sixth step is metrics. What metrics am I going to track? The metrics are going to help guide your decisions and help you make strong decisions and help you determine whether the actions you're taking are working or not and where you need to make course corrections. The three easiest metrics to start with. Leads, how many leads am I generating each month? Where are those leads coming from? So lead source. When you understand what the lead source is, now you start to have an indication of what marketing channels you're using are actually generating leads. And then the fourth is how many clients am I getting each month, right? That helps you understand how many leads are converting to clients. That's your conversion rate. There's a ton of other metrics you can track. Those are the three easiest ones to start. And then you can start to expand from there. So that's a simple six-step 90-day marketing plan. I absolutely love that um, because I'm just thinking about my business um, as we're having this whole conversation. And for instance, this year I focused a lot on the podcast and I was doing all of these little things that you talked about, but it's not in black and white and it's not in one place. It's like I'm doing a little of this over here, a little of this over there. Um, and so I feel like having that marketing plan would be extremely helpful. Like I'm tracking metrics and I have a spreadsheet and everything for that but it's not attached to these other five things that you just talked about. Um, and so I feel like having that holistic plan in place uh, would be very important for our entrepreneurs that are listening and even for myself. Uh, 
So this was very, very awesome. Now, let me ask you a quick question since we still have time. Um, what are your thoughts on funnels and, um, you know, things like that? Are they a must have for business or are they just um, a buzzword? <laughs> um, I think they can be very effective. I also think that they're a buzzword. And I think a lot of people, you know, they feel like, oh my gosh, I hear people talking about, you know, funnels or what, whatever marketing tactic it is, any tactics can work. Okay. But man, without the fundamentals that we just touched on, it's, they're not going to work. Right. You could set up a funnel, but if you have no idea who the ideal client is for that, the messaging in that funnel is not where it needs to be. The funnel is not going to work. Right. And that's when that's where we run into situations where people are like, well, I, you know, I set up a funnel and it didn't work or I, yeah, I was on Facebook and it didn't work. Most marketing problems come back to target market issue and a messaging issue or a, a media issue, right? You're, you're putting your message out there, but it's not in front of the right people, right? So the fun, it's just got to come back to the fundamentals, yes, right? Yes. Now, I think once you've got those fundamentals in place, a funnel is a very good way to generate leads because what, what a funnel does is it leads people down a very specific path. And that's really important, but you can't put the cart before the horse. That part. And I just want to put out there, I know I say this all the time, but your friends and family might not be your target market. Um, so, you know, I hear a lot of people like, you know, this person doesn't support me or that person doesn't support me and blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, I can tell you from experience, uh, nobody in my family is really a client except for one. Um, and that's just a recent development. But other than that, I mean, the people that I help don't even live near me. Um, they live yeah. all over the country. <laughs> so it's like you, you don't know who your target market is until you go through these steps and figure that out. And nine times out of 10, it's probably not going to be your friends and family, just being honest. Uh, so thank you so much, Tim. This was awesome. And I'm so glad that you took the time to tell talk to us about this today because this is so much gems. Like I'm like, I have, I have to get off this call and do some homework. Uh, so <laughs> if people are interested in finding out more about you or learning more about marketing, where could they find you? Uh, there's a couple of good places to go. One is our website, which is rialtomarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. Our, our, all our content, our podcast, anything is there. That's a great place to go. The other thing I'll make available to your audience is at revenueroadblockscorecard.com. We talked about three common revenue roadblocks today when it comes to marketing. There are a total of nine. If they go over to revenueroadblockscorecard.com, they will get visibility to their revenue roadblocks. The scorecard takes less than five minutes. You get a personalized report. And you'll be able to discover and assess which of the nine revenue roadblocks are slowing down your business growth. Nice. Awesome. Well, if you all didn't catch any of that, I will have it in the show notes. I'm like, I need to head over there right now. <laughs> 
as soon as we get off uh, to see what kind of revenue roadblocks I have. Uh, But thank you so much, Tim. Uh, Please check out the show notes. Check Tim out. This was some great information and stuff that is invaluable to our audience here today. So I appreciate you coming on and thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Tiff. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>